Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Today's topic. Today we're going to discuss the practical signs that you are in the weeds. So yesterday we talked about staying out of the weeds, right? Don't get lost in the weeds. And so today I want us to be equipped to kind of identify if and when we find ourselves practically moving in that way that we're operating in the weeds as a believer when it comes to our businesses or any leadership roles that we're in. So the first thing I wanted to point out is that one of the signs that you are in the weeds is if you're ever questioning if God wants you to be in business. One of the things that people are challenged with, I I say challenged, right, Um, because I have for a long time not agreed with this concept. But people will say everybody is not called to be in business or they're not called to be an entrepreneur. I, I go so far as to say everyone may not be called to run large corporations or even run businesses with employees. But I certainly do not agree with that no, everyone's not called to entrepreneurship because I believe our walk as believers is merely entrepreneurship in its rarest form. Um, and the reason I believe that is because as I've grown and I continue to study the Word of God, everything Jesus did throughout his ministry a lot of times took place in the marketplace or it talked about the marketplace in some context. I did a couple of things to give us some Stats about that, and I found that of the 132 public appearances that Jesus made in the New Testament, 122 of them were in the marketplace. I also found that 52 parables that Jesus told, 45 of those parables had the workplace or marketplace context to them, right? And then in the book of Acts, there are 40 divine interventions recorded. And of 39 of those, interventions took place in the marketplace. So for me, that just kind of more supported a belief I've already had. Entrepreneurship is you being able to identify a need and creating a solution to that. And we all have that capability, no matter what that role is. Even if you're an employee, you are still an entrepreneur. You are the solution to a need that that company has. You are filling in that role of labor that they need someone in that position. I cannot stand I cannot stand when I hear in different uh, promotional things or webinars or trainings when people try to tell people that because they may not be running a owning a full-time business that they are somehow the the worst of the worst if you work for someone else. Do you understand that to serve someone, period, whether you own the actual organization that provides the service or if you are someone that is partnering in with your skills and abilities to help that service get provided, that you are still ministering? So don't get lost in the weeds. This is one practical sign. 
Stop questioning if God wants you in business. Business is ministry, right? It's business as ministry. As you do business, you are doing ministry. So do not ever question if God wants you in business. You need to be certain are you following the path that he's laid out for you because he will direct your steps. I promise you. might not always like how he directs them, right, because he sometimes can make it seem as if he snatches things from us to get us to pivot or move in certain directions that we get comfortable with and we don't actually move, but trust and believe that everything that happens in your life is leading you to that end. So the second practical sign that you are in the weeds is that if you are running an organization or providing a service, you oftentimes, I've I've ran into people often as believers will set their prices so low that they say they want to be affordable because they the fear of being seen as trying to get rich off of other people kind of brings in this this whole boundary that I've got to charge less or I have to devalue what it is that I provide. Now, I'm not saying charge because of what Dorothy says. I'm saying be clear about what God has told you to do. There are instances where he will tell you, to charge, there are even instances for certain things from your business that he will tell you not to charge for, but only you know that. What I'm speaking of is you knowing that in there's that thing of fear, right, of judgment that people are going to put upon you, that you hesitate in what God has told you to do. You're like, no, I just want to be affordable. I want to give you a side note. People afford what they want. And you have to be willing to know that in your setting of prices, that is still ministry happening. Because what you are doing is that you are influencing people to make decisions about what is a priority in their life at that time. Everything you do in your business, you are doing ministry. So when you set prices, you are setting parameters around the service that you provide, and you cannot be the person providing the service and also think on the other end of the person buying the service because you can't be both people. You have to follow what God has called you to do specifically if you are creating the organization and setting the prices, what that price needs to be. He will tell you. He will give you this still peace in you about what you are to do. Now, when I say you can't be both people, what I'm saying is you can't judge what another person's response will be, right? That doesn't mean that in a situation the Holy Spirit can't speak to you depending on that client. But what you have to know, it will still be within the parameters of what God has called you to do. If you try to say, well, I want to be affordable because I want to serve everybody, your voice ain't called to meet everybody. That's why it was 12 different disciples. That's why he said he created us to be disciples and go around the world because we all have different distinct abilities, sounds, voices, perspectives, and experiences that draw different people to us. You have to know who is the audience that he has specifically called you to. And you might not know that when you first start, and that is okay. But be clear about when you do start what it is he has specifically said for you to do. When you don't put boundaries, when you don't 
clearly set your value, you will get disgusted, you will get aggravated, you will start bad-mouthing other people, which is now putting curses on people because you aggravated because they don't understand why your price is that price. Well, it's because you're not sticking with your systems. You're not sticking by your prices. You're feeling the need to justify and explain what God has already told you. All right, let me not get too far in the weeds myself. So the third practical sign that you are in the weeds is that everything you do has to have some type of religious cliche. This I see a lot with believers. They believe they think that somehow it has to have that religious additive to, to draw the attention or to let people know that this is a, a biblically biblically founded business or whatever, right? You have to have the intention, and I'm not saying anything's wrong with that if that's what you've been inspired to do, but I have worked and have experienced that a lot of people get caught up into that. Oh, if it doesn't say that, then that's not of God. If it doesn't say this, that's not of God. And a lot of times you have no idea because you haven't taken the time to really sit with God and let him speak to you. You are just really, cliches are like the first thing that comes to the top of our mind, right, because it's stuff that we hear all the time. It's, it's the things that's being repeated, it's trending, and so we just pop on and we just go with these things and we don't check to see where it originated, we don't never check to see if it's biblically sound, we don't never do any of our own research to make sure what the words mean or if this truly is what God is saying for you to do, I promise you, it has taken me, I, I don't know how long, right, because one thing that once I began to get this for myself, I became real sensitive. I never wanted to do something just because it was trending, right? I wanted to know, is that what God told me to do? Now, don't get me wrong. As I've journeyed, I've done some things just like everyone else to just get it out there and to get it moving. But I've known in my growth, as God corrected me, he would bring me back to the place, had you just been patient enough, had you just waited for me, you wouldn't have wasted that time. You would not have spent time over there. But always remembering that I needed you to go through it because that's the only way you were going to hear me today. Because if you didn't go through it yet, Yesterday, you wouldn't have the ears available to hear me today. So what I want you to get is everything that is a cliche may not need to be attached to your business because God may be trying to get you to be distinct in how you approach things. So just take your time to definitely pray, do your research, understand the meaning of words, understand what God is calling you to do at its core because you don't always have to sound cliche-ish to get people's attention because what is ministry is how you live, how you conduct, right? The fourth practical sign that you're in the weeds is thinking all of your work has to only be done for religious organizations in order for God to be pleased with it or for you to be in God's will. That is not the case. Because understanding working with any religious entity, you are still doing business, right? Because business has standards. Business has parameters and boundaries, right? So you have to still have your legal documents in order. 
You still have to know how to operate within the window and let them do their job and you do your job as the business owner. There's nothing wrong with that, but don't get yourself bogged into only thinking that's the only way your business can operate because God may be leading you into a different arena. We see Jesus went into the marketplace because he wasn't there to heal those or to save those who were healed. He was there to call to help those who were sick. So God may be having you develop a business for people that you normally would not engage with. You have no idea. But if you're only blinded and you only have that, that, that tunnel vision, you can miss out on what God is really calling you to do. And finally, the fifth practical sign that you are in the weeds is that you fail to have standard procedures and standard operating um, actions in place for your business. What I mean by that is you don't you let people invade your business. An example of that is if someone if you have your business set up, you have operating hours, but somebody can text you on your phone when it's time for you to be with your family and you respond to that, you have just without words said to them, it's okay for you to disrespect my operating hours. It's okay for you to ignore the fact that my business is closed at 5 o'clock. You have just said to them without speaking that it is okay for you to disregard me as someone who has other things to do. Now, you have to decide, depending on the type of business that you run and how your business is set up, what your office hours are, right? What are your parameters? Everything you do is in ministry. You are ministering to people. Even when you get someone who may question your operating procedures, you can say to them, I understand, but this is how I run my business, and maybe I am not the person to provide you with that service, but here's a resource that I have, and you can check with them. We have to not be afraid to be judged by people because, see, or to offend people, right? Because a lot of times we don't have standards because we don't want anybody to be offended. But I was looking and I saw that Jesus never gave two bits about offending people, right? Jesus expected offense. He expected people to be offended by him. In Matthews 11 and 6 and John 6, Chapter 6, verses 61 through 67, you can see instances where Jesus expected that the offense would come. He was not surprised because he knew everyone was not going to handle the truth that he brought, right? And he also practiced it and counseled his disciples to leave people alone who were offended by you. You have to be willing as a leader, whether you're running a business, whether you're serving, whether you're building relationships with someone, whatever that looks like, you have to be willing to ignore the fact that people were going to be offended if you are walking in the path that God has called you. Right? Everyone is not going to be in agreement with you. It is going to be a small circle. And that does not mean you won't have a thriving and successful business, but you will have to know that you are not called to each and every single person, and that is okay. Understanding these practical signs that when you're getting in the weeds is going to help you as things arise that don't distract you from what you're supposed to be doing. Because sometimes these little things creep up and we get distracted. We don't realize that it may be coming to correct us, telling us, you know what, you need to go back 
go back and understand where is, where is the hole? Why, why was this person able to get in? Where is it that God is trying to guide me in correcting what needs to be corrected? Or is there a lesson in it for me to learn? And what is that lesson? And you might not get it at first, but maybe there are some efforts that you can put in to start to ensure that you are operating by standards that God has given you. So I encourage you to remember that as a business, as a ministry, a business as ministry, you are to ensure that you read the word of God, to ensure that you do it beyond just your, day, your, your weekly visits to the church. The Bible needs to become your source, not other outside information before you've gone to the Bible. It's okay for other research because he has inspired other people to write great books and articles, but you don't start and stop there. You've got to start with the word, then you go in the middle and maybe get the research, and then you end with the word. Because if it doesn't line up with the word of God for a believer, it is taking you off course. You need to not be afraid to share your faith. Share your standards. Share what it is that you believe in, how you run your business and what you're doing. That doesn't always mean using cliches, but being approachable, just speaking the truth, saying that how you live, this is how I live. I don't associate with that, and I don't do business with that, but I do and willing to do business if we have this in place to make sure that none of our parameters get crossed, right? Don't be afraid to hold other people up to the standards that you have set for your own conduct. Right? And never, ever be afraid to activate the spiritual gifts God has given you. Entrepreneurship is a spiritual gift. How you operate and use it is unique to the individual. So I encourage each and every one of you to begin to walk in the thing that God has called you to do. And those of you that are doing it, I hope this week has encouraged you to continue on your path because sometimes it gets hard, right? Sometimes life and the things we see around us can make us feel like we're off course, but know that you are doing exactly what you've been called to do and you are right where you're supposed to be and you will get the success that God has promised you that you will have. So thank you so much for joining us here on Wisdom Inspired. I hope today's call has inspired you. And I, hope- I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC co-working community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.